Happy Monday, everybody. Welcome to another fantastic episode of the Seattle Restaurant Podcast. In front of me, my best friend, Dave Van Storm. David, how you doing today? Doing great, Sid. I gotta say, um, I love all our guests, um, but I think today is top five for excitement. Yeah, um, yeah. Because uh, I'm one, um, I'm and a fan. Good looking to boot in that it, Sean Connery sort of way. <laughs> well, I got, yeah, I, I do gotta say, um, I'm happy we're recording today. Today's a good day to record because we do have some very beautiful people on. Um, so let's it's go. Crazy. Let's it's crazy. I woke up to uh, snow everywhere, and then I came down to Seattle, and it's super sunny and pretty. I mean, oh, it's, I, like, it's pretty in both places, but yeah. yeah, we got about four inches of snow at my house. No shit. Yeah. You should have brought some. Uh, there's a little on my truck. <laughs> awesome. Well, snow cones. Yeah, let's just jump right into it. On my right, Dan Crookston. From Mean Sandwich, how you doing, brother? Fantastic. Thanks for um, having me. I am so excited to talk to you about sandwiches because they're <laughs> probably my favorite thing. And on my left here, Quentin from Shibuya. Did I get it? What's oh. up, Sid? You did it perfectly. Oh, I did it right. Yeah. Cool, cool. Well done, well um, done. On top of Shibuya, you also own Havana in Capitol Hill, right? That is correct. And uh, we're going to talk about um, a lot about records. So let's just jump right into it. Dan, uh, you didn't start Mean Sandwich, but you currently own it. Um, sure how did you... like? Explain your yeah, really. Yeah, yeah. Explain uh, how you got in the industry and who you are. Well, Kevin and Alex Boumier were uh, original owners, uh, originators of the six sandwiches on the menu right now. We have eight, and um, yeah, they. Uh, Alex worked with my wife Renee Erickson, who's the of owner of uh, Sea Creatures. Yep, and uh, one of the co-owners there. And um, we were working on a, a burger project. Okay. Basically, my wife told me one time, "Stop complaining about it and do something about it." Yep. So we were working on a dry aged burger project to help. Uh, Offload a bunch of the dry aged meat out of Bateau. Okay, yeah. Uh, her steakhouse on Capitol Hill. Yep. And um, was that, that gonna be like quick serve or? Yeah, it was so, gonna yeah. be quick serve. They were yeah. gonna have a commissary kitchen in the back. Cool. It was gonna be right by, um, right up uh, t- like Twelfth and Twelfth and Pike. Okay. Um, I think there's uh, Dungfelders over there now. Yep. That was gonna be the spot. Okay. And uh, fell through. Like yeah. the TIs we wanted fell through. Kind of, kind of thankfully. Exactly. Yeah. And then the um, at the end of the day. Uh, um, Alex and Kevin approached me and asked me about taking over the lease over at Mean. Yep. They had some things they were doing. They were working full-time jobs. Alex was working at uh, Amazon at the time. Or, sorry, uh, Kevin was working at Amazon at the time. Uh, I was also working at Amazon on food. And uh, we went out for a beer. Yeah. I just asked him straight up. I was like, well, what are you doing with Mean Sandwich? He's yeah. like, we're thinking about shelving it. Yeah. And uh, I asked him if I could buy that. I was that, like, you and, know. And I, God I, bless you for that because <laughs> that would be a shame. Cause well, like, yeah, one of the best sandwich shops Like, in the right city. when they if opened it, yeah. If not the best yeah, sandwich yeah. shop in the Seattle, and uh, I ate there a couple times a month, and um, yeah, so I was I just wanted I was like, like I put a burger it. on there. Yeah, there you and, go. And my other best favorite sandwich is yeah. a no support, but yeah. So uh, it was pretty easy to to make. You know, once we figured it all out and figured out the transition, took over and uh, uh, took the keys in April of 2019. Asked my brother who's a cook over in uh, the Tri Cities area, yeah. brother of another mother. I got yeah. two of them. Uh, now they both work for me, and uh, so now it's a family-run shop. Yep. And hopefully, we can be one of those like seventy-year-old sandwich shops in the yeah. city. That that's people really cool. Come yeah, visit. that's a goal. Totally love it. Um, Quentin, uh, talk about your what's your background in the food industry and restaurant industry? Yeah, well, I've been in the in the biz for a long time. Um, I mean, I I started I guess in Seattle uh, working at the Showbox back in the nineties. Oh no shit! Yeah, cool. yeah, I worked there for about four years. No um, kidding. Uh, that is so cool because I worked there for about two years. I ran the kitchen there, and oh, no, um, no. so I'm sure, like we know some, of the, you know, yeah, Joanna yeah. is probably. I know she's probably she was there for like 30 years, but um, but yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, what did yeah. you, you do at the Showbox? Uh, I did everything. I mean, I I, I bar backed, I bartended, I cool. I was the bar manager for a while. What so, an institution? Yeah, yeah, totally. I mean, it was uh, you know, talk about being able to see music like unending, you yeah. know, shows. What What are some of your favorite shows from back then that would um, blow our minds that you saw them at the at the box? Let's see. Um, well, I mean, that's a that's a tough question, but I would were, say this, were you at Prince? What's uh, that, no, that was, that was um, okay. I was at the sneaker riot though, where Prince was supposed to show up to the um, sneaker. There riot? was a sneaker riot in the nineties. <laughs> it just ended up being this. It was like a, I think it was a Cube ninety three show. Okay. Um, and uh, and Prince was supposed to show up, and uh, the place was was totally over capacity, yeah. and just this like melee ensued it spilled out onto first avenue and then went up towards uh there was a sneaker shop which i'm forgetting the name of now in pike place uh on on pike okay like between maybe second and third or four and anyway that got ransacked and it became known as the sneaker riot but it was like you know tear gas (laughs) you sure they weren't looking for those dope shoes Um, yeah (laughs) (laughs) um 
Well, I got to say, um, uh, I don't know if I told this story in the podcast, but when I was uh, running the kitchen at Showbox at Market, um, there was no one in the building, and the band was about to sound check, and the tour manager went around to everyone that was in the building going, hey, who are you? And he's like, hey, sorry, the band doesn't want anyone here. And he came up to me like, hey, what are you doing? I was on my laptop. I'm like, oh, I just run the kitchen. He's like, okay, you're fine. So it was me, the sound guy, and the band, and the tour manager, and I got to watch Weezer sound check like 30 minutes when they played the Showbox Market, like, I don't know, maybe like five years or six years. Fun. Nice. Um, and that was that was because they're they're huge. Like they're one of my favorite bands. And yeah. I had to do that cool and like just you know stay on my keyboard. But anyway. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I would say like I mean just thinking about shows, the ones that pop into my head, Tito Puente. Yeah. That was amazing. Uh, Stereo Lab was amazing. Um, George Clinton and a lot of these I I was running some hospitality for yeah, also. Cool. So I kind of got a, a peek behind the curtain. Yeah. yeah. Like catering, um, or catering behind the backstage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, you know, yeah. and just whatever, out. whatever was on the whatever was on the uh, uh, the rider yeah. to yeah. procure. My um, least favorite job. Yeah, yeah, it would it'd be tough. Um, and uh, so, I mean, so just, you've always had a background like in like food and music. Food and music. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I was mainly on the bar side, okay. and I worked for Tom Douglas for a little while. I've heard of him. Um, yeah, he's had a few places. <laughs> I don't know. Um, he's a good guy. He's a great boss. Did you uh, did you run a bar for him? Agreed. Or? I just bartended at the palace okay, cool. for yeah. a short while. I worked for a place uh, called Luau, or a guy named uh, Thomas Price and Jessica Price. Okay, bar called Luau. Who who was chef when you were at Palace? When I was at Palace, who was the chef? That's a good question. This was in the nineties. Okay, so it might have been. Uh, you're yeah, you were old. Stuff. Like Mark was probably still at Dahlia, and yeah, like, like yeah. I worked for Tom in the you're in like old the school, Holly man. Smith That's great. And, and John Sundstrom. Uh, when when John Word. was the chef of uh, of Dahlia, and I think okay. Holly was the sous chef. Okay. Old so school. I mean, like old school, yeah. you know, like I mean, super cool, man. Uh, it's amazing. I'm yeah. only 29, and I. <laughs> <laughs> um, but you look uh, 25. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and I look 25 with right. a Sean Connery beard. <laughs> right, right, right. Um, um, so let's just let's fast yeah. for. I gotta hear about this bar um, that you do. Can you can you okay? So I was I was telling Dan before you came in like I'm one of those people because um, it's kind of a unique concept. It's not kind of it is a unique concept. Sure. Um, and and I like to kind of research stuff before I go in and know exactly what I'm getting into. Um, explain it to us if you've never heard of the spot. What is it? Yeah, sure. Well, I mean, we're we're uh, lucky enough to be neighbors with uh, Mean Sandwich, which is really yep. cool. Um, and uh, it's in Ballard. It's in kind of an industrial, formerly industrial uh, neighborhood, right? And um, it's what, what's no, the cross street again? Uh, it's on Leary, and what is the cross street? I don't even know what the cross street is. I mean, it's across from. Um, it's like under the bridge intersection, right? Yeah, right there. Yeah, yeah. we used to have a storage 50th, unit across maybe. the street. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, there's a store. There's a storage yeah. unit there. There's the electrical supply place. There's a Ballard Iron and Steel yeah. right around the corner. <laughs> I mean, it's old school. Yeah. Um, and uh, and what was in there before you guys moved? Before in there? we were there, it was it was Cedar Room, which was a nightclub. Okay. Um, and so that's kind of you know our nightlife connections are what uh, brought my business partner and I to okay. to that space. Right. And you know, basically, it's it's the idea is uh, to introduce people to a new way to listen. Yeah, right. Um, that means a lot of different things to a lot of different people. We're a vinyl high fi bar, so we only play records. Yep. Uh, we have some crazy uh, stereo equipment. I yep. mean, just like speakers. What, what is your background in, in music equipment? Um, well, let's see. I mean, I'm I'm aside from being a music lover, I mean, I'm a musician. Okay. So uh, you know, I fiend over like amplifiers right. and guitars and. Not so much effects pedals, but a little bit of effects cool. pedals. You yeah. more in the new stuff, or are you more into the vintage stuff? Vintage, baby. Yeah, yeah. before 1974. Uh, well, I have a '76 Les Paul. That's my main that's guitar. Okay. So it's like you know, it's, it's a sunburst. Uh, no, I'm the same way. So yeah. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, I, I won't take anything off the table. I think this goes for anything, right? Like food, drink, music. Totally, totally. It just, but I do gravitate towards <clears throat> like um, the '70s. It just feels. Good and yeah. it looks cool, and there's a fun like whether you can hear it or not, like hum or buzz somewhere. Like, <laughs> Just, it, it, there's character, totally, yeah, character. totally. And so at, at Shibuya, we actually have in the back room we have a hi-fi room, right? Right. Um, so there's a cocktail lounge out front. You can get. And how many seats is that? Uh, that's probably has about 50, 60 seats. I mean, our capacity is way beyond that, but yep. we only really, you know, it's it's a lounge. Okay. Yeah. Um, and then in the back room is the hi-fi room. Uh, and you go back there, and back there, there's no food. There's no well, there's no food in the whole joint. Yep. There's no drink, 
and there's no shoes. Right. So like you take off your shoes yep. when you go and you're in a bar, right? Yep. And you don't have you don't have a drink yep. and you don't have your shoes. Yep. It's totally <laughs> disorienting yeah. in a way. But the idea is to to get people to sort of mentally reset yep. and listen to a record. Yep. Through some astonishingly beautiful uh high quality uh sound equipment. Right. And we have clips horns from 1976 that were built by Paul Klipsch for this guy named Bob Entrop, okay. uh, who ran Klipsch for 30 years in the Northwest. Um, we have some uh, ATCs, which are uh, by a company in the UK that were, um, they're all hand-built. They do everything in-house in the UK. Um, I mean, these are, these are machines that are like, uh, being in the room with them, you know, a year ago for me would have been like, oh yeah, well, why don't you get on the space shuttle? Like, it's just not going <laughs> to yeah, happen, yeah, yeah. you know? <laughs> And so now it's, you know, it's kind of an everyday occurrence for right. me, and I just feel super freaking So, lucky. So just walk me through this. Yeah. I walk in, let's say it's a Friday night, yeah. and I come to the lounge. Is there usually a wait? Is it, is it, um, how's it been? It's been good. Yeah. I mean, it's been really good. The Do, reception there, has been. Is there often a wait? Uh, there is often a wait. The Hi-Fi Room is ticketed. ticketed so you, right. you buy a ticket online. You check out the website. Yep. Like, uh, you know, um, we're doing this week, I think tomorrow night we have a Nora Jones record. I think um, Saturday we did the Roots, Philadelphia right. nice. Half Life. Yep. And how many people um, fit in? How many tickets do you sell to each one? Twenty six in, in the high five room. Right. So it's very intimate. Right. Um, how much are tickets? Uh, Twenty bucks, uh, and it's and, about an hour. And you announce the records that you'll be playing, yeah. and then you're like, "Oh, I'm into that, so I'm gonna buy a ticket." That thing, it's, yeah, you like a buy month. A ticket so, yeah, I saw anything. I saw you're doing like a whole day of Radiohead. We're doing a whole day of Radiohead. Um, yep. I'm, I I I'm, I look to see if I can make the gray album because that's oh yeah dope that you're doing the white album, the black album, the gray album. Yeah, yeah. Um, just to be an asshole or not an asshole, like yeah. if like if someone wants to recommend an album. Mm. Like or or they're like, hey, I would love to. Or do you do private parties? Like, how is it? Is Absolutely. I mean, yeah. uh, you know, it's interesting because you know we started this uh, this project from a lot of different angles, mm -hmm. right? But the main, you know, our ethos is we want to bring people together through music. Sure. I mean, that is purely it. Right. Um, and people that know each other, people that don't know each other. Um, but one of the things that's been really fun is having people come to the Hi-Fi Room. And then approach us and say like, "Hey, you know what? I love this band and this record, right. and we, you know, like Felicuti. It's like you should host the night." Yeah. And they're kind of like, "What do you mean?" I'm like, "You should bring your record. If you don't have it, we'll get it for you. Right. And you get up here and talk to people why about it's why it's important to you. Wow. Right. And so that's the that's, coolest fucking thing I ever heard in my life. That totally. is so it, fucking cool. It really is about building community in a true Clinton, way. you're making me so happy right yeah. now. <laughs> So 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 like if I let's say someone happened to be like a huge Mars Volta fan sure. and they're like we I like to do a Mars Volta night you just email you go here's the album I do and and you'll set a date yeah so you could you can email host at Shibuya Hi Fi and that goes to uh, Brian mm -hmm. and he usually throws things my way we just chop it up kind of lots of different ways and do you but. like if if someone's like hey I want this really obscure band no one's ever heard of like do you say do you ever say do you ever have to say no we. Try to say yes, yeah, as much as possible. Cool. I mean, I just did. Uh, uh, so no gatekeeping. No, well, I mean, a little bit of gatekeeping. But, so if I was know, like, I need to hit here, like Pitbull's greatest hits, you'd be like, you might be on a waiting list. I could send you to Havana. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> is is there any uh, like the high end, low end uh, that your equipment can take? Can it take like a PJ Harvey scream and then right into a a Richie Rich bass? Anything. Bump? Yeah. I mean, it's just crazy. Cool. And then, like. Even in the front lounge, we've got these speakers by Cathode Bias. This guy Chris Baus in uh, Reno, Nevada. All right, and he—that's uh, all. You, all you flew to, to yeah, yeah. To. yeah. We flew so down cool. there. We worked uh, late. Uh, Brian and I got up, hit SeaTac for the 7 a.m. to Reno, had breakfast with Chris, and we were listening to Herbie Hancock, Headhunters, <laughs> <Nice>. at like 9:30 <laughs> in the morning, just like on you know two hours of sleep. Perfect. Speakers are incredible. Yeah. Nice man. Dan, I don't, I don't want to ignore you too much. I'm sorry. I, just wanna, uh, I, I can talk about. I can talk about. Yeah, you, I've got. A, you, I got you, a Luxman, you said. Um, uh, oh yeah. Integrated Sweet. amp and tuner, and I got a couple Mark and Daniel um, mini. What are they? Or Maximus mini speakers because oh, wow. they came in white. My <laughs> wife loves white. Um, Project uh, turntable. We listen nice. to a lot of records at our house. If, oh, cool. if you were going to do the experience at at the bar, what would I be would like Joy Division closer? Yeah. Oh, nice. nice. I nice. want to hear the whole thing. Consider it added to the list. Oh yeah. man. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm really into um, um, a lot of. Uh, I have a lot of 
<clears throat> concussions in my life through football, so I'm always trying to remember uh, different names. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I just yeah. smoke a lot of weed, so I have the same problem. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I've been listening to a lot of Tommy Guerrero uh, oh. lately. Uh, Soul Food uh, Taqueria mm-hmm. was one that uh, that came up in a. Um, we were in Athens, and it was in our hotel for all places as an album to listen to. And I was like, whoa. There was turntables <laughs> in the hotel? There was, in, in our room. That's super oh, wow. cool, man. Along with that, like, That's the type of bar. shit that would, I would just be like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, with the deck. So it was fun. It was, yeah. But I've been, uh, we listen to a lot of albums at home. It's a lot of fun. People yeah. like to play, you know, when you have a party, people yeah. like going through your record collection mm-hmm. and figuring stuff that, out. Sure. I think that's the only reason I have record collection is for that moment of like, oh, yeah, like, let's go through it. Yeah. Um, I want to talk about mean sandwich a little bit. First of all, yeah. the, the the branding. I remember um, I used to be a server at Rupee. I remember you came in with that gold jacket. Yeah, with yeah. That mean, and I remember before you even saw the mean sandwich logo, I was like, I don't know what that is, but I need to find out what it is and like try to like cop it. And then it was just the mean sandwich jacket. It was so dope. Um, love I love that. the style. Love the van. Thank um, you. I I walked out to greet Quentin. I see the most beautiful. What the fuck is that thing it's out there? It's a 1969 Dodge A100 with a uh, slant six in it, so it's a indestructible. Ooh, ooh. If you see it, you'll see it. There's yeah, yeah. like it's it's my hope be, it's iconic. You know, it's, a sexy, it's a sexy van. Yeah, yeah it's like um the, the, he, he, we parked in front of each other. And I just <laughs> sat there for a minute and like watched it. I'm I wonder like, I wonder how many people have come in just because they saw the van. I hope a lot. I um, think people that love vans love sandwiches. That yeah. was my uh, marketing plan. My <laughs> wife did not agree, but I think I've proved it wrong by now. People that get love in the back vans. of the van and yeah. need a sand. The Zen diagram's got to be pretty big. Um, I'm I'm pretty close to you. I work out of um Last Call there yep. in Leary. Yep. Um, it's it can kind of be a rough spot. Um, yeah. It's gotten worse. Yes. Um, I th- I personally think it's gotten a little worse since quarantine. How do you how do you battle the like? Have you had any theft issues? Uh, I've broken been broken windows? into three times this month. You've Oof, been broken man. into three times this yeah, month. Yeah, I've had theft in my uh, in my shop three times this month, and, and, what uh, and a broken window. Uh, the crew that has been stealing from me right now are stealing uh, a lot of sodas, a lot of sugary stuff. Got it. Um, not many beers. Why are you saying the crew? Is it because you have cameras and they're the same people? Yeah, same people. Uh, there's a group. Um, so we formed with uh, Dan Strauss, formed a bunch of business owners, got to get, get together every Thursday and talk about the different encampments and how we, c- as business owners, we can be impactful on there. You know, I'm sorry, I'm an, who's Dan Strauss? Dan Strauss is our uh, congressman here, yeah. our, our uh, city council, sorry, city council member. Um, and he organized that. And, the, and I think the big reason we got involved was because, you know, we're, like uh, Clint was talking about, we're an industrial zone. Mm-hmm. It's a maritime industrial. Yep. So it's protected by a lot of different laws. And one of those is, is there's not a lot of residential stuff. Yep. There's not a lot of people. There's not yep. a lot of kids. So yep. when there's encampments in our area, you know, as, as unsightly as they may be, it's really safe for our community right. for them to be there and monitored not, and managed. Yeah. And so, um, like, the one that was in front of Quest Church, that was there for a long time. Yeah. But uh, – of the 40-odd uh, permanent residents, we house 37 of them through mm-hmm. that process. Right. Uh, this wow. crew is a group of about 12 or 14 folks that have been moved 12, 18 times. Mm-hmm. They just don't They just don't want to be a part of a, a, a system. And unfortunately, there's some thieves among them. And right. that's what's bumming me out more than anything. I'm like, so just stop th- Just so I'm on the me. same page. So you, um, Dan Strauss, and then some of the people that from the encampment? No, uh, uh, many of the business owners the business in the neighborhood. And yeah. like, so what are the solutions that you're coming up with? I mean, many of them are uh, through the different programs that the city supports for uh, the unhoused. Right. So a lot of it is outreach. Um, the program that like worked at the Ballard Commons was like 90 days of outreach, 90 days of information, and then you get moved. Right. So there's a, you know, you get almost six months yeah. to kind of, kind of work your way through the problems. Um, so a lot of it is just outreach. Right. I, I think it's um, – I'm not sure what the word I'm looking for. It's, it's really amazing that you're not seen as like, hey, I need my windows to stop breaking now. You're looking at the – like, I guess the root of the, the problem. Sl- yeah. I, yeah. I'm um, empathetic. I you know, grew up poor in uh, Akron, Ohio, sure. a single mother. And, yep. you know, I mean, I just – you know, I can't even imagine. You know, I watched right. a guy scale my gas pipe in the front of my building to get on top of my building so he get in the back and right. steal food out of my walk-in. Right. I mean, wow. you have to be hungry, right? Yeah. You yeah. have to be in a spot to do that, right? So I have to try to be empathetic. Right. Now it also sucks because you know at four you in the morning, yeah. I'm 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 very good at glazing windows now. Yeah. <laughs> I can fix my own windows. <laughs> right. So I've already pre-purchased all my tempered glass windows, and my neighbors at uh, Stoneway have like a. Uh, basically a template for me to cut my uh, other windows. Well, so, that's, that's that's really amazing that you're working on finding a solution. I um, you know, not that Reddit's the best place in the world, but there's obviously like 
I don't want to say two sides of the story, but some people hate these people. Some people love them. There's kind of a middle ground. I've, you know, I was kind of, my, my girlfriend, Ariana, she came in last week to talk about Best Day Ever, where this program she works with facing homelessness. And I cannot stress that, like, I am one broken arm away from being homeless. Like, yeah. I need my arm to cook. I live check to check. Um, I'm not exaggerating. Like, if I was out of work for six months, like, I have three children, I don't know what I would do. So that's kind of where my empathy comes from, where it's like, we're, a lot of us are really close, you know? And, and, a lot um, of us are. Absolutely, and, um, I agree with that. It's, I mean, I think the challenge is, is that you see that folks need help, and then there's no way to force them to take help. Right. I think that's been the yeah. biggest hurdle. You know? So it sounds like community is very um, important to both you guys. Um, you, 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 you mentioned uh, delivery services and yeah. that kind of stuff and how they don't really add to the community. Don, I want, I want a sandwich shop where you walk in and I, you know, I definitely remember your face and yep. I might even remember your name. Yeah. And, you know, that's the kind of place that I love, like growing up and getting my Leo burgers at the, you know, the pizzeria yeah. and, you know, say, hey, Dan, what's, you want another yeah. sack of six? Yes, please. <laughs> you know, it's like that, uh, yeah. that kind of community sure. is what I'm looking for. And, um, you know, having moved out here from the Midwest, well, from, moved, from where? From Akron, Ohio. Okay, cool. I went I'm from St. Louis by way of Chicago and San Francisco. Cool. Um, but uh, the you know the idea of a community spot that you can uh, feel comfortable in, walk in, be recognized. Yeah, that's a sandwich shop to me. Yeah, that's a sandwich shop to me. That's every sandwich shop I've ever been to in the yeah. world. Yeah, I uh, walk in and even though they don't know me, they know the other people. <laughs> and I think that's important. You know, right. and I think Seattle is a place that uh, although we have a reputation of being kind of cold to mm -hmm. outsiders, I actually find that the exact opposite. You know, sure. when I arrived. You know, a couple of late nights at the Super Highway. How, how long ago was and that? I, uh, 97. Okay, cool. You know, spending, you know, Friday and Saturday nights at the Super Highway. I met a lot of people that like to go out and dance. Yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah. And uh, pop up to the, the, uh, the start with an H. It wasn't Havana. Now that's in my mind. Again, <laughs> I'm going to go back to concussions. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but nonetheless, you know, you know, just party at night. I just didn't find the Seattle freeze. Yeah. And uh, we like to say it takes uh, nice folks to make mean sandwiches. <laughs> I love that. Uh, yeah, yeah. And just trying to be, you know, just trying to be different, you know, yeah. and, you know, and I mean, Freddie Mercury, right. Yeah. That's what the mouth, that's what the logo is no uh, designed after. Um, and, you know, what he represented in the world, yeah. you know, through music, through yeah. culture, um, through friendships. Beautiful and, person. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, in my experience, it felt like that, you know, I grew yeah. up in that world. I of grew Live up Aid listening and to those that. Queen yeah. albums and every single word. And Absolutely. yeah, it David still touches is, me. Yeah. It's uh, giving me chills just thinking about it. So it's, you know, how do you, you know, how do you change uh, people's minds? Right. Yeah. Remember I mean, their name. Remember their face. It's I try so hard. I'm so bad at it. I, I had, I had, a, um, I talk about it a lot. Like I'm just, I'm not great at, names i'm pretty good at faces um and i had a, a a customer come up and he was like oh i love the podcast blah blah and like it was really cool and before he left i'm like he's like i'm not gonna tell you my i'm like he's like oh dan i'm like he's like i know you're probably not gonna remember i'm like thanks thanks for thanks for uh supporting my uh forget uh forgetness uh, you, just have, you just have a unique personality sid and you you're do. always moving at a million miles That's, per hour. That so, is true. So sometimes it's hard to catch up. But. I actually brought my uh, college football helmet in and put it on the on top of the, the reach in so that people I can just point to it. Like, hey, <laughs> That's what I'm, happened I'm, to me. I'm blaming I'm blaming CTE right now. You know. Um, let's see. Uh, where'd you meet your wife? Did you meet her in Seattle? Here? Yeah, I did. I did. I meet her. Uh, so I worked. Uh, um, met and uh, fell in love with the Hamahama family, the James yep. and the Robbins family. And, and, and for anyone that's never been there, it's probably top 10 places to visit um, in the world. For me, um, if you love food, uh, can you explain what, what Hamahama is? Yeah, Hamahama is a, a now sixth generation family uh, forest and tree and oyster farm. Uh, that's been around since uh, the late 1890s. Um, they're over on the Hood Canal up to one woman, a great little town called Lilywap. Um, when my license had Lily Wop on it, no one ever believed me. I lived in a place called Lily Wop. <laughs> it's magical. Um, they have, uh, you know, they have a, they have oyster farm, clam farms, gooey duck. Um, they grow duck fur um, up the river, and uh, it's a pretty amazing place. I've, you know, I've known that family for over twenty years. And when I left uh, Horner Anderson Design to, to go do some permaculture work up mm -hmm. in Canada. Um, I came back and they uh, had started a uh, farmer's market program. Okay. And they didn't think they hired the right person. They asked me to do a quick ethnography, basically go down and watch the guy. Mm -hmm. I just told them they didn't, buy a, they didn't hire a salesperson. Yeah. You know, I'll do it for the next few months before I leave for Africa. Yeah. And I'll hire my replacement and make sure I hire a salesperson. She ended up being with the company for 12 years. Wow. And that first day, 
Renee Erickson walked up to me to talk to me about oysters. Yep. And I didn't know who she was or who her friends were. We chatted, and I was like, God, this woman knows a lot about oysters. <laughs> and so, so we chatted for a little while, and she's like, you know, hey, I'm shucking oysters at a little bar down the road called the Walrus. Um, so this was 2011, 10, yeah. 2010. Yeah. So they'd been open about a year. And I was like, she was like, do you want to come down after? And I was like, do you have rainier beer? And she was like, yeah. I was like, great. <laughs> See you there. Nice. And, uh, yeah, we, we met there, and uh, we dated i guess i mean we were you know courting yeah. each other until i left for africa and then i was like hey i'm going to africa i don't know why i'm coming back i don't want to you know yeah. lead you on yeah, yeah came back and uh we did an event together about a week after i got back on april what, 1st what kind of event? uh it was that she asked me to help shuck with her at uh, her company party out and on whidbey island at the same place april, we got married do you think it was april fool's joke I, you know i she said i'd have my own room and everything <laughs> so i took her up on it uh i didn't need it yep oh, i just say that uh, it was awesome, um, and we've been together ever since. I mean, it's been, oh, yeah. uh, it's been, I think it's, I met a woman finally in my life that made me want to be better. Yeah. Awesome. Without having to be different I think than that's I the already the, am. I think awesome. that's the name of the podcast is, this woman knows a little bit about oysters. Yeah, <laughs> man. She knew so much. It was, it was intimidating. And then watch her shuck. It was, uh, I was like, okay. A sexy shucker. Yeah, absolutely. Sexy. <laughs> um... Sexy mother shucker. Sexy mother shucker. Um, a new new podcast name. Um, I want to talk about the cocktails over at the, at the spot. What? Yeah. Uh, so obviously it's very music oriented, but you got to make money somehow, right? Sure. Yeah. <laughs> Art and commerce. They have yeah. to coexist yeah. somewhere, right? <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, we the the cocktail list is is small but growing. Um, I mean, I think it's at nine or ten or the house cocktails. I mean, we have everything on the back bar that you really want. Um, but the the drinks are sort of a collection of really super old school uh, cocktails out of like a book called The Gentleman's Companion, which okay. is from the early 1900s. Cool. Um, to you know things that sort of I made up along the way. I mean, I, I uh, owned the Saint for a while, and so okay. we had yeah. you know that was a tequila bar yep. and taqueria on Capitol Hill um, for about 10 years. And so there's a between that place and Havana, there's the library of stuff that I've made up over the years that we pull from. And um, I gotta ask, what's the what's the non-alcoholic scene like? It's it's not bad. You know, we have some good NA drinks. Cool. Um, we've got a water menu, so actually you can go in and choose from like six different kinds of water. And that, <laughs> I, you, like, I am like I'm so fucking excited. Yeah, I'm yeah, so fucking excited. That, that, that always stumps me at Canlist when they're like, "What sort of water would you like?" And they give you like three or four choices. <laughs> I'm like, I don't fucking know. Green. Yeah, Wait, yes. and and you know, it's interesting because it. All water is different. I yeah. mean, it really is. You know, we you know we try to sort of um, not stock too much stuff that you know you're flying in from Italy, just yeah. carbon footprint idea yeah. and everything. But some of that is unavoidable. I mean, yeah. San Benedetto is really good, and yeah. and you just got to have it. You got to have it. <laughs> Same thing with Panna or Pellegrino. I like. I've never. Oh, I cannot wait to get there. Um, <laughs> uh, and are some of the cocktails uh, named after bands and music and art? Um, not. Really, they sort of are evocative of okay. music cool. and 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 things like that, but but not entirely. I mean, a lot of them are. Some of them come from a. Uh, there's a there's a great bar in uh, New York called PDT, okay. um, and they've got a great book. Um, Death and Company is another yep. one. So it's kind of like, you know, it, it's sort of a greatest hits of uh, of of bars that uh, that that I love and you know and have loved uh, over the years. And uh, what's next for you? Uh, well, I mean, I uh, always something creative. I mean, I um, I'm a musician. I do interior design. Uh, we've got this bar how now. Do you, how do you find all this time between Havana? I mean, and... it's, it's I have no idea. I have eleven <laughs> an eleven year old son. Yeah. I just got back from Vegas with him from a, a nice. youth soccer tournament. Oh, I mean, cool. which is a sentence I never really where, thought. I would where did you eat in Vegas? <laughs> uh, we ate uh, quite a bit of In and Out. Yep. Okay. Um, <laughs> naturally. Get, uh, yeah. Had two really good meals in Vegas, um, and they were one was a place, just a tiny place in a strip mall. Everything's in a strip mall in yeah. Vegas called Tacos and Beer, mm -hmm. um, and that was really good. Um, incredible carnitas, just really just succulent, juicy, delicious rice, uh, cilantro rice. You, but you think it's better than um, uh, Gordo's, or what is it, um, Tacos del Gordo? Mm, I don't know. I mean, 
eating a taco is very much in the moment for me. Yeah, yeah. So it's no, kind of like at that moment, yeah, yeah, if it's yeah. a good taco, that's you're the best. You're not thinking taco. about anything. I'm else. not thinking about yeah, anything. Did yeah. you um, do you get a chance to go to the punk rock museum that just opened up there? No, no. I mean, we had uh, six soccer yeah, games sure. in in three days, so it was pretty much that. We did have one meal. So it's interesting. I grew up in Brooklyn. Okay. Um, and uh, so you know the the place to eat steak growing up for me was Peter Luger. Yeah. And that's since turned into like there's been six different offshoots. But they had a they have a, a Luger in Vegas. Oh, cool. and so the the night we got there, I I told my son, I'm like, all right, I'm gonna take you into the belly of the beast, you know. <laughs> and so we went to Caesars and yeah. we went and got a steak at Luger. Is yeah. it in the Caesars Mall or? It's in the uh, yeah, it's in the well, it's it's right off of the casino actually. Okay, so you got to okay. walk through the casino, and he was just like, what the fuck <laughs> so is going much. on here, man? Like this is insane. Everyone's smoking still. Like, oh god, you know, kids are walking right up to the slot machines. But anyway, the uh, we had a steak there, and and you know. The last time I ate at Luger's, it was fairly underwhelming, mm-hmm. I would say. Sure. Um, but fuck, it was amazing. Good, good steak, it yeah. was so good. I mean, it, it was like, that to me was just kind of like Vegas in a nutshell. Like, you take an idea of something and you just amplify it. Sure. You know, and the guy even had this, like, affected Brooklyn accent. You know, he's like, you ever been to Luger's before? And I'm like, <laughs> yeah, the fucking original in Brooklyn. Yeah. And like, <laughs> you know, and uh, but the steak was great. You know, it was great. Fuck yeah. Hey, Dave, you eat anywhere this week? No man, I uh, I got stuck working the whole restaurant alone again. Um, Where's tre- all your staff, man? A tree fell on uh, Gabriel's car. The city was trimming trees, and one fell on his car. So he told me like, "Hey, the city's paying for it, but I got to have it in the garage by one o'clock on Wednesday." Uh, the other guy is still testing positive every day yeah. for COVID, and so I'm like, "Well, you can't come back." You know, Photoshop is easy, right? But um. <laughs> Uh, so I did Wednesday by myself, and we were gearing up for the whole Twin Peaks, um, yeah, yeah, event. Uh, you know, there's so many different things going and on. I'm sorry, this is uh, when is the Twin Peaks week? It just passed, just passed. All right, so, cool. tell uh, us about it. What happened? So, yeah, thousands of people descend on North Bend and um, Snoqualmie from around the fucking world. It's yep. an international thing, and uh, Twin Peaks fans are super serious, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and like they, they come hard, absolutely. Yeah. Just saw the Ben Royal Hall show. Right, right. Oh, cool. That's some that? serious stuff. It was fantastic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. some serious fanning. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and that kind of freaked Kyle out. Uh, oh, yeah. They, the, they kind of scared him, <laughs> and um, and so he was, he was there this at, this weekend. At Buckshot, not at Buckshot. No, we did. Uh, this town did something for him at um, the North Bend Theater. And where he sat, and there were did a Q and A, and cool. he was very comfortable, which yeah. was cool because we understood like it was a lot for him. Did you get to did. go to that? No, uh, I I was slammed, well, man. We were doing summer so, numbers. Um, oh I because I did a collaboration with Kyle on a sandwich. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so that sold really good. And remind us, that, you said it last week. What was the sandwich? Yeah, uh, I reached out and asked him if he would collaborate on a sandwich with me. Um, in honor of Twin Peaks, and he's like, "Where's yeah, man? We got to put coffee in this." And so yeah. I'm like, "All right, dude. Uh, coffee understood. Um, brisket. We got to do that." Are there any sandwiches in Twin Peaks uh, that that ring a bell? He's like, there's a a scene with Jerry Horn where he eats a French baguette with brie cheese, and I'm like, fuck yeah, it's like the the funniest scene. Brie, yeah. And um, so we took the uh, coffee apple butter, smoked brisket, and put it on a baguette with brie cheese. Boom, like super seller. And uh, how many of those do you sell? Was that like way? uh, We sold about fifteen twenty a day. Um, so uh. But then he, after the theater, he came down to, you know, where Buckshot Honey is, and then he got that little strip. Yep. Uh, he's just walking the strip, man, fucking hanging out in gift shops, <laughs> signing stuff that are hanging on the shelves. Nah. So, like, <laughs> when, when people come in the next day, they're going to be like, what the? Is that Kyle McLaughlin's signature? <laughs> but, uh, yeah, bottles of wine. His wow. uh, wine company, Pursued by Bear, was very represented on the block. Okay. And, um, yeah, it was a super successful weekend i woke up this morning and people were like yo buckshot honey's in usa today no shit all right they did a shout out to a lot of the restaurants from north north bend and snoqualmie but there's a huge article about the weekend in usa today so yeah we feel we feel like uh you know everything went great so many people were involved um just like the historic downtown merchant society and dory and katie uh they worked so hard and everything went so well so i'm super grateful yeah, and now we're getting some snow and uh, see what <laughs> see what February is going to end like. Fuck yeah, Dan, you're, yes, you've been here for uh, a couple of decades. What are, what are some of your favorite places to eat around here? So 
you all realize I eat a lot at ET Creatures restaurants. <laughs> yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah discounter. Um, <laughs> the uh, I think that you know the 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 neighborhood here in Ballard, the places that I eat most often uh, are Delancey, Gracia, um, and now Lioness. Up yeah, on, and Finney. Uh, yeah, and Finney. Um, we've been there quite a bit as we're kind of working out the the menu kinks and drink kinks. When did that, when did that open up? Um, February. Uh, soft opening was early early January. Yeah. I think we did a uh, like fold out table soft opening in December at yeah. some point uh, to get uh, Grant and Jazz, uh, the managers there and the and the head chef there, some some exercise, um, and then just you know watching that grow has been amazing. So I've been a part of that process over the last three weeks. Every single time I've gone, the food's gotten better in some way, nice. from the vermouth olives to the martini service. I had my first martini service where like all the ice stuck to the little sidecar, <laughs> and I had this like. <laughs> Okay, I've got a delicate little glass here. I've got a silver tray, and I got a sidecar full of ice. How do I do this? And I watched my neighbor knock the ice off. I was like, oh, "Smart as hell!" Again, I blame the concussions. Um, I couldn't figure it out. Uh, you know, the meatball, the I mean, the black cod mousse with the uh, Kira Row on it. I mean, you know, with little cheddar crackers, or I guess they're pecorino crackers, but they taste like cheese. It's are fantastic. Anyway, I mean, you know, it's it's just fun to watch someone's craft get yeah, better right. over yeah. time. Yeah. Um, and watch my wife uh, put something that she loves so much out into the world, from the Venetian, you know, glass chandeliers to the, the terrazzo floor, like the marble, like just, and it's tiny. Yeah. And I think, you know, not a lot of people have the courage to make something tiny. Yep. Um, and so that's been a lot of fun. But I would say the other place that's uh, really uh, uh, dear to my heart right now is Pancita. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been there. We've been there three times now. Um, it's just and where's that? It's in um, is that Roosevelt area, yeah, yeah. like that area. It's over. It's um, it's up from. It's on the backside of the uh, our uh, U Village. Mm-hmm. It's like back in that back okay. area, that neighborhood back there. Um, and what kind of food is it? It's a it's it's a it's a very intentional Mexican food. Okay. Um, what I love about our food is you know I mean. There's such a large variety of Mexican food. I've been to Oaxaca. I've been to Mexico City. I've spent a lot of time in the Baja. And what I think I love about her food is it just feels like every single plate had a reason. Every ingredient had a reason. The flavor profiles are all really tight um, and surprising, you know, from uh, the jalapeno Caesar that I actually find I can't eat in real time because it's sometimes so spicy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but Sounds the ne- amazing. Yeah. But the next day right. was scrambled Sounds eggs, good. tossed with scrambled oh, eggs. It's one of the best things I've ever had. Interesting. Made yeah. it an omelet the last time. Uh, <laughs> the, the Caesar? The, yeah. Yeah, why not? It was so good. Uh, we cook a lot of chicories at home. Yeah. Um, so it kind of kind of treated it that way. Um, but they're, you know, they had a pork chop one time, and I'm a, just a sucker for a pork sucker chop. Sucker for a pork chop. Um, and they always have their chicken mole, which is fantastic. And all, their tostadas are always, I, you know, it just feels nice to go in a place like that. that Everything feels intentional. Whereas I go when I go to Gracia, you know they have a few dishes like their soup de lima in the winter. I can't stop eating. Yeah. You know I go there just to get their soup, um, or their you know their tacos, or you know maybe they do hard tacos the next day from their soft tacos. But the matza or the ma- the maize there is uh, just so good yeah. um, at Gracia. So I love that. And then um, I've been uh, uh, you know we eat our way through all of Renee's restaurants so that the teams always have feedback from her, it feels like. Um, And then we just love seeing people. So, you know, the Whale Winds, I would say, is secretly my favorite place to eat. I love that wood-fired oven. I love a pork chop out of there. (laughs) I love that zucchini bread. (laughs) Serious about pork chops, man. And I love their salad. They have that that snowy salad with all those, like, butter... uh, um, butter toasted or butter butter roasted pistachios mm-hmm. you know that's fire right. um so yeah I, you know i i eat a lot out it, it sounds like you've done a little traveling in africa and like what, what are some of your favorite traveling food memories mm, that's a great question so probably my like most vivid food memory we did a trip to cassis in the south of france and every morning we would get up and um Go put our order in at the the market for our chicken that we'd pick up later in the day with potatoes. It would be a roast oh, chicken shit. over potatoes, and we'd go down and get our coffee and our our <laughs> and our uh, croissants and sit and drink our coffee and croissants on the on the beach. And then we would bag up a lunch. And my favorite thing, we'd basically make a lunch, grab some wine, and we would rent paddle boats. Yeah, because the beach was so busy, we'd rent two paddle boats, and we would paddle out to a buoy, tie yeah. them up. 
and just have like eat, a dock and beach and eat your lunch. Yeah, eat your lunch out there, drink. And come wine. back and get your chicken potatoes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We would. Uh, we <laughs> what would, a dream. The, one of the things that we did when we came back every time, the same place we got our uh, coffee and our um, croissants, they would do uh, lunch, and we would get. They would have a build your own tartare. Oh, so you get shit. a plate of the tartare with all the different accoutrements, yeah. and then you like mix your own. So we'd have tartare offs every day. Like <laughs> someone else would have to mix the tartare, and then we'd see how they did with as much spice they put in, right. as much cornichons they put in, or whatever it might be. Was it just beef, or yeah, just beef? Nice, yeah, nice. yeah. I, just, I, mean, it's, I didn't know, know if it was something is, wild. Is there yeah. stuff you didn't put in? Like were you very selective? Every and, time, yeah. everyone did something different. How many yeah. different options were there? Like four or five. They was okay. like cornichons, mustard, hot sauce. Um, maybe some maybe some diced onion or and herbs always herbs. See, I want to Americanize this and just get like a buffet tray with like a big pile of raw meat, and little like bento box of raw meat. <laughs> and tartare has a special place in my mind because we have a tartare sandwich at Meen, yep. so uh, yep. that's One a big favorites. deal to me. Um, and you know, I think that that was a fabulous uh, experience just because of the overall experience and drinking rosé in Cassis was yeah. amazing. Um, <clears throat> I love the texture of your tartare uh, sandwich because like that the, it's a um, it's, it's not rye, it's um, wheat. What, what's uh, no, that yeah, that's sea wolf yeah. rye. Yeah, um, yeah. The the, the bread is. I wasn't um because you toast it pretty hard. So it's, it's we just, do. It's a really good um. It's just a great. Like, you got to have some crunch. Yeah, it's yeah, one yeah, way for yeah. us yeah. to get crunch in there is kind of yeah. toast that hard. And uh, it's such a rich, you know, yeah. rich dark color of bread and and flavorful bread. I, I you know it's a way we can get crunch yeah. in there. And the soft then is the is the tartar. Yeah, Quinty, you talk about some Vegas spots. What are your yeah, favorite yeah. Seattle spots? Uh, and what's funny, because I didn't actually realize that we were both going to be, that you were going to be the, the other guest. <laughs> oh, and when I made my list, I'm like, yeah, there's some Renee Erickson places <laughs> on here. Um, I mean, I'm always uh, a, a huge fan of, of her restaurants. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say that uh, a lot of times, I mean, I, I have my, my neighborhood go-tos. I mean, mm-hmm. we have... Where, where do you live? You're in Capitol Hill? So or? I'm in Capitol yeah. Hill. Is Our office is on Capitol Hill, yep. and the design studio is on Capitol Hill. Um, and then, obviously, Shibuya is in Ballard, so mm-hmm. I'm kind of on... Both coasts, yeah. I guess <laughs> and, uh, you might say. So, like Gracia is a, is a great yeah. place to drop in, you yeah. know, for an early dinner before mm-hmm. we get going over there. I love that place. I love Chester. Um, and uh, I think on the hill, I mean, I I go through. I actually go through Plum quite a bit. Mm-hmm. I think it's it's interesting when there's actually a vegan restaurant that does astonishing food, yeah. and Makini's like an amazing chef mm-hmm. and does a lot of really good things. I mean, used to cook for Stevie Wonder, yep. so it's like hard to argue with that. Yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, I would say um, I had a recently I had some really amazing sushi with somebody at uh, Nishino, mm-hmm. which is a, another really old you know old school spot. I yeah. mean, I kind of find my spots and I stick with them. Yeah, um, I I, have, I I do the same thing. It's really. For the podcast sake, I I try to get out of there, but every night I just want a sloop burger. You know? <laughs> yeah, I mean it, it, it's just it's funny because there's a you know I I find myself to be more adventurous. Of an of a of an eater in restaurants when I travel, yeah, right. So it's like at, when I'm at home, and my wife Comfort, is an amazing yeah. cook, yeah. also not quite the caliber of your of your <laughs> wife, I'm sure, but um, but she's a great cook, and yeah. so we, yeah, you know, it, it's to 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 eat something besides you know her food for dinner. It's like all right, where are we gonna go? Yeah, yeah. Um, and you kind of you, you you get into your your uh, you know your your habits and your your like that they're they're not necessarily spectacular, but they're comfortable. Yeah. Um, but I would say when I eat, I'm always like, you know, I've got my my radar up, and I'm like, all right, where can I get, you know, the best cacio e pepe ever yeah. if I'm in Rome, yeah, or yeah, like yeah. if I'm in Milan, and, or you know, uh, you know, where you know where do I go for beef? Right. Um, and it just is so place dependent. Right. Um, but that's when I really find myself like really pushing outward. Um, when you're traveling, do you guys see shows? Have you seen shows or um, or just mo- yeah. mostly family? I mean, just I don't more really, family stuff, yeah, yeah. Like oh, I haven't gotten any many music festivals overseas. Right. Um, but yeah, just uh, just just and my wife is uh, is Irish and she's okay. got a bunch of family in England, so we go over there and uh, and um, we use uh, Brighton, which is 30 minutes outside of Gatwick, mm-hmm. as kind of our our jumping off point. Okay, so we'll you know we'll we'll hang out with her aunt for like a week and then we'll go over to Italy somewhere someplace for like 10 days okay. come back for a week so we try to spend about 6 weeks to 8 weeks over there in the summertime Jeez. which is kind of a dream i mean it's similar to yeah. the you know paddling out and and doing these things Amen. like listening to you talk about that i'm like damn that's a good life you know um, so that's what we yeah. try to do how do you so obviously you have great staff that's running running the ship yeah, a little bit like managers. how how do you um how do you keep your staff in in today's climate 
Um, well, I mean, you got to stay busy. Yeah. It's at the end of the day, you know, it's an expensive city to live in yep. and people can love you as much as you want, but if you can't pay rent for them, yeah. um, they're only going to stick around for <laughs> sure. too long for, yeah. you know, and, and I think that's a, that's a big part of it. I mean, I always try to do, try to be, you know, a respectful, uh, pleasant, interested employer, mm-hmm. um, try to hire, uh, nice people. Um, that are, you know, kind of genuinely uh, kind and good. And I find that when you have people like that around you, it's fairly easy to be good to them in return. Um, So I think that goes a long way. But at the end of the day, like I said, I mean, you know, a bartender, we have like zero turnover at Havana. I mean, knock on wood, but I just said that right. And uh, and we got a great crew at Shibuya right now, too. And so um, if they're making money... And they feel uh, respected, happy, and interested. We're yeah. good. Dan, you you're kind of going a different route. You're, you're mm. working with your brothers. I am. How yep. how is that? What's that like? Working with family is um, a challenge yeah. and a joy. Yeah. I would say sure. the 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 level of intimacy is there now. My brothers and I don't know each other very well. Okay. I met them when I was uh, a bit older, in my late teens, early twenties, because okay. they're that much younger than I am. Mm-hmm. Brothers of another mother, and they were raised differently to me sure. so uh, it's been a that's uh, the challenge of that has been an interesting process um <clears throat> excuse me they are definitely um great workers uh with the attitudes that brothers have yeah. you know uh, that you would have with each other and they're a little more familiar with me yep. and so you know they definitely have you know, use language and tone with me that <laughs> yeah. is inappropriate for an employee <laughs> yeah, yeah, of an yeah, employer. Yeah. Yo, I know we're a family, but yeah. come yeah. on, man. <laughs> but at the same time, I feel I've probably done the same. Sure. And uh, and guilty of that. And, you know, the 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 team is tight and small. Most uh, So that gold jacket you mentioned yeah. earlier, that's uh, that's how you, you earn a gold jacket at Mean Sandwich by er, uh, working 365 shifts. Fuck. So that's so how I you get a gold jacket. One. You can't Sid, buy. Sid, you gold haven't jacket. even worked one. I know. Yeah, you can't buy. <laughs> right. You can buy. You can buy the black satin ones. You can't okay. buy the gold ones. Um, so See, you know, I'm a limited edition kind of guy. Yeah. This is, I'm gonna so be when up can Sid start? I'm gonna no, no. I gotta like go on eBay every day and hope that <laughs> some of that's worked. It. How many have you handed out? Uh, about twenty. Okay. Do you have names okay. and addresses? I could. I could. <laughs> how about I follow up with you? There might be I a few out there. Sid, how how long is the shift? That's what you got. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What, what, what constitutes? Well, we're a only shift? open eleven to three, so oh. it's not. Oh, there's snap, no shift. Sid. You there's, can still do a farmers no, market afterwards. <laughs> so no you're doing shifts. eleven to three now. Because it used to be eleven to seven. I did. Yeah. And when did that stop? That stopped uh, right after coming out of the pandemic. And um, it, mainly because I think we all saw how hard it was to hire. Yeah. And so. Uh, I'm I'm 50 years old. Or I'm about to be 50 in a month or so, and uh, I'm just too tired. Yeah, too tired. You know, I worked in tech my whole life, and this job sucks. It's <laughs> hard. It's yeah. hard work it doing hard this work. shit. Hardest hardest thing I've ever done. Yeah. Um. Most uh. Most joyous. Most rewarding. Yeah. And most yeah. rewarding. Um. Definitely feel really proud of the consistency That's that we've awesome. been able to build. Yep. We we I mean we fail like everyone else, but. Yeah. Um, hopefully to build a community that supports me and says, hey, wait, let me give him a second chance or you know, something like that. Um, the business side of things, obviously sure. you're not paying more employees now, but like just being open four hours a day, um, is, how do you pay the rent? Is this volume? Is it? It is volume. Yeah. I've, um, so I was just looking at some numbers because we just finished uh, our 2023 numbers, and we started moving 11 to 4 mm-hmm. in 2023 from 11 to 7. And uh, just in this month, uh, in January, we moved to 11 to 3, uh, right after the holidays. We are seeing, we're selling more food in a shorter amount of time today. Wow. That's great. Uh, Especially that that 3 to 4 was really just the hangers-on, the people that were just a little lazy, like, hey, I'm hungry, I want to go to Mean. Sure. I'll show up at 3.15. I just woke up. (laughs) Yeah. So now they're uh, they're there. And, uh, you know... uh, Guest that you've had on twice, Kenji, yeah. uh, definitely has done, you know, I had the Kenji effect happen. He yeah. came in for lunch to uh, taste the uh, mean sandwich, saw that we had a smash burger on, came back for dinner. Yeah. Oh, awesome. You yeah. know, um, so if I, if we had, if I could, if I feel like I could have enough staff that um, meet my standard, which is generally if we can treat each other really well, then everything else will fall back in the line, right? So if I can get 12 people that all like working together, yeah. then I could be open longer. Yeah. But what I've challenged my brothers with is like, hey, look, we close at three. 
you know, I want my place to be a pop-up spot. I want yep. people to take over the kitchen and do different okay. events like Marimaki Seattle. Uh, yeah. uh, she's going to, yeah. yeah, she's going to try to go for that. So I hope that, uh, you know, the evenings get programmed. Right. And that so, my brothers so you're, are you asking, that. um, people that do pop-ups to hit you up and see absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. What do you, um, he's talking what, directly to you, Sid. I do a could do pop-up at mean sandwich for <laughs> fucking sure. 100%. A kitchen take look, I'm paying rent on yeah. those evenings, right? Yeah. So if I can be a commun- a positive community member by helping people have a space to showcase what they're trying to eat right. and you don't mind doing it in kind of the diner style of mean sandwich, um yeah, I would love to see that cuz I, you know, I I watch my wife support chefs all yeah. day long. Yeah. Cuz she has chefs at every restaurant. She's always with them. She's always, you know, working on something with them. Even if she's not with them, she's talking to me about them. Mm-hmm. So I think that, you know, it's a struggle and getting people to eat your food and being able to express yourself yeah. creatively. I think a lot of chefs like my chefs don't get to do that. They get to create just what I ask them to. Yeah. Eight sandwiches. Yeah. Now my brother Ben uh gets to do the special program, which is really popular. Mm-hmm. Um, and he should be really proud of it because it has been very popular. Um, but I think other chefs out there need a a place to be creative because they're being limited by yeah. whatever the, the so like ownership what are, what, is. What are some of the specials you've been you've been doing? We just did uh, we just did an homage to uh, Baguette Box. If you remember that yeah. place, oh, up yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, remember the sure. drunken chicken? Oh, that was so, my yeah. favorite. Yeah, so oh we my just God. we just did a drunken chicken. Uh, pay homage to those folks. We just finished the Muffaletta special. Yeah, um, that, yeah. for for Mardi Gras. Um, the, the pastrami bomb is a favorite. We'll smoke things on the on the green egg out back. Um, our uh, our smoked uh, tomato uh, meatball, smoked tomatoes sauce meatball sub is a huge uh, popular hit. I try not to do too many repeat specials. Right. I'd like to do yeah. new ones. I want to. I'm creating a hall of fame down my hallway of oh, all the cool. all the yeah, ones yeah. that sold really well. Nice um, through photographs. So yeah, so the special <laughs> program is fantastic. But my job is to have eight sandwiches people can rely on yeah. mm-hmm. and show up on. Yeah. And that's you know that's what I wanted. That's what I liked about Mean Sandwich. It's funny on my cart, I can only do three things. Like it's just, it's just the cart right over there, um, and I can only do three things. And a couple of days ago, I posted like, "Hey guys, I've been doing the same menu for two years. Do you guys want to see a new menu or specials? Because I'm I'm getting a little bored. I don't want to sure. taste this stuff sure. anymore." Um, and it was 50-50. I'm like, God damn it, guys. I know, right? <laughs> Help me make this decision, right? So goes the country. So yeah, goes right. the food. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I would say, too, real quick, if I could. So we don't, I mean, we don't have food at Shibuya, obviously. Yeah. Um, but we do have preferred caterers. And okay. so if there are any sort of, um, like, we work with Osun down in Pioneer Square yeah. quite a bit. My dream is that uh, Nas, who had Karachi Cowboys, will come oh, out yeah. of retirement. Because that was, I think, Such one of my... Such a dope places. That was Such one of my favorite fucking dope place. So place. sad to see it go. Um, places of all okay, time so, in so, Seattle. So but, yeah. just gonna wrap my head around this. So are you allowed to bring in food? So we do, no. Okay. So we do preferred caterers. So if you have a big event. Big event, they'll do it. We'll, we'll bring people in and, and have them do it. And so we're sort of trying to stockpile a roster. Okay, I'm going to yeah. pitch you an idea on air. That way it's harder for you to say no. <laughs> um, are you familiar with what I do with the pop-up events? So yeah, I did yeah. these pop culture. So I did like the Wu-Tang dinner with Dave, and I did a Run the Jewels one. Um, we're doing the- A lot, lot of music involved. Music involved. Nice. Uh, music and food-related events. Um, the next one we're doing is uh, based on the TV show The Bear on April 7th at Dreamland. But um, th- one thing that I've been working on for a long time is a four-course meal based on an album called The Alchemy Index by Thrice. Um and me and Denali have been working on this really dope menu, and it would be a smaller thing, and it'd be really fucking cool to figure that out. Because um, to do like a listen, it's a it's a four part album. Um, it, it's like four or five songs each. It's like an EP, but um, yeah, it'd be cool to figure out how to do food, like do food off the cart, run it in inside the dining room, and then go listen to one of the albums, come back and do another course. Um, yes. All right. Cool. <laughs> I knew I should well, if they're one. next door to each other, why you could? I mean, I, I use, think use his kitchen. Yeah. Oh, that's right. run it yeah, over. Man. I was gonna Boom. say we yeah. ha- we have all the workings here. That's all we Speaking need. Speaking right. of, uh, you mentioned something in your email that I would like to touch on because I never really thought about how it would affect the business having a bus stop in front yeah. of your restaurant. Amen. You want to talk about that? Absolutely. Yeah, I think you know uh, bus stops are uh, a point of contention for me. I like I used the bus every day when I when I rode downtown, um, and there are some rules around bus stops where a transition stop has to be so many feet away from another bus stop, and blah blah blah. They plopped a bus stop right in front of our side yard um, about six years ago. Um, a, a 
quite a big structure with glass walls and wood walls. And so, one of the, the, so those little booths yeah, that you can stand in when it's raining. Exactly. And so it is a haven for everything that you don't want going on. Mm. I have seen everything from bonfires inside of there. Uh, I have weekly occurrences of human feces in there um, uh, and urine, uh, trash just in general. Yeah. Uh, and what I've been able to do is connect with the King County Metro and some really important people there. And, uh, and you know, through complaining or through talking, photographs, they've helped a ton. That's great. They've really what worked. what kind of way? Uh, just most recently, they've, uh, uh, there was some really horrible uh, graffiti and, and such on the, on, the, on the glass and the wood. They pulled all of those panels oh, out. Nice. Um, I don't know that they're going to replace them. And if they don't, uh, that will be a big deal because sure. I have not seen people congregating there mm-hmm. and smoking fentanyl and mm-hmm. all those things. The, the, the biggest issue that I have is when we're open, folks there smoking cigarettes, smoking weed, or smoking fentanyl. You know, mm-hmm. I have children that are in yeah, my you know, babies. Smoke comes over and it hits just, your guests or well, whatever. Y'all are big in kitchens. That hood creates yeah. a negative yeah. uh, air pressure in my building, so anything outside <laughs> yeah. gets sucked in. Yeah. 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 So uh, the, the bus stop has been a, a point of contention, something I've had a camera pointed on so that I can report fires and yeah. things like that when, when they happen. But it, I was very surprised at how much um, negativity that bus stop has brought into my life and how hard I work to keep it clean yeah. all the time. Do you um do you get people that come in because of the bus stop? Is there no. any positive to it? Nope. Not that I'm aware of. Yeah. I you know, I have a I have those kick ass little cone water glasses that you used to get at mm, the dentist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I bought a ton of those yeah. at like Lowe's because yeah. they were on sale. And so now I have like at least a water station sure. for people at the bus stop. Yeah. You know, cool. folks will use my restroom. Sure. You know, those things are cool. Yeah. Um, but I don't get a lot of uh, I don't get a lot of customers sure. from there. Although, I mean, so, over so it's mostly take. Yeah. yeah, it's mostly it feels like mostly take. There's right. been a few people like, hey, I, I want to I see your sandwich shop all the time. It always smells good, but I never have time to catch yeah, yeah. a bus. Yeah. But yeah, it do feels most. Do, bu- do a special. You can um, you can whip pre-made up bus sandwich. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Pre-made bus sandwich. Throw it. Just throw it through the window. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> on a string. Yeah. Uh, I, I I just think you know I think at the the bottom line is is the bus has not improved yeah. my business. Is there anything you can do about it? No. Like, I, like, right now it's a waiting game. They are obviously redoing all of Leary. Um, mm-hmm. The bus forty corridor uh, project's going to be happening in the next two years, as well as the repavement of the Ballard Bridge. Mm-hmm. So we'll all be impacted pretty heavily. Yeah, uh, That's over the be next. Crazy. Yeah, and so when they do that, they're talking about putting a bus bulb out, which I don't know if I it's going to be in front of me or in front of Bickerson's yeah. Brewery. You know, where so people can you know step into the street without having a car come yeah. by. Um, so we'll see how it goes. What, what, is that, what, how do you feel about that? You know, at this point, I don't have a choice. I'm going to have a bus stop in or near or around right. Mean Sandwich. Um, what I would love to do is to be able to have a bus stop not right in front of my shop so I can put a proper security fence in that, right. that maybe doesn't look like a fortress that can help secure my property without, uh, without um, looking like I'm a prison. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I no, think totally. you know I've got yeah. I've got razor wire over one of my yeah. fences. I've had to put bird spikes up the poles mm-hmm. in order to people to stop stop having them climb them. So, um, and we're you know we're trying to be creative. I mean, shit, I have a homeless button on my POS. If you show up, yeah. you need food. You get food. Wow. wow. You know, it's not it's not that big a deal. Yeah. Um, plus the the food banks, you know, a block away. Yeah. That's one of the best things I've ever seen. I mean, they yeah. have a cafe, they have showers, they have yeah. services. I mean, it's. Pretty it's good awesome. Work, yeah. It's yeah. really good work. Really proud of them. And I get a lot of those folks come down and eat um, that, that volunteer up there. Yeah. So the bus stop is, uh, is I just wasn't aware, yeah. I think, yeah, of, of the impact. Get, yeah, yeah. Especially, I mean, the 40 runs the whole gamut of the city. So it yeah. brings right, right, right. Every, is the, every walk of life around. Is the uh, houseless food button just to keep track of... Like, I'd like, yeah. I'd do, like to, do you have a certain meal? Because um, I had a gentleman. We have a gentleman in our neighborhood. He was a well-known contractor, and um, he had a stroke years ago, and now he lives on the beach next to the river. And uh, you know, his checks are few and far between from SSI, so he'll show up, and I'll and I'll hook him up. Um, but uh, that's a good idea to, you know. So is it's it so just, that it can keep track exactly. Okay. At the very least, I'm charging myself what I right. Would. Mm-hmm. That way you can come. Yeah, your accounts like, hey, yeah, yeah, exactly. But that's great. You do that. Same same thing we could too. Um, um, that's that's great. You do that. Um, 
I, I always think about there's a great uh, boba tea place that me and my daughter like to go to on Market, mm-hmm. and I pass it all the fucking time because there's a goddamn bus station in front of it. Um, and yeah, so that's 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 interesting. Does uh, it does it obstruct the view of your? It does. Yeah, yeah. it blocks it. Yeah. And you know, just and, and that's unfortunate because and that's like, a historical building. You know, I've got yeah. some really cool windows, a cool little like forty-five degree angle corner uh, versus yeah. a sharp corner. I mean, it's, a, it's a beautiful place. Yeah, I drive by it. I mean, every time I go to Shibuya, I do notice the bus stop smack dab right in front of your shop. Yeah, it's yeah. it's an eyesore. It's yeah. definitely an eyesore, and maybe it'll get moved. I'm not sure. My uh, I put on a feed the other day. My uh, my favorite uncle, my dad's brother Tom, sent me a 3D like etched printed cut i don't know how but like a wood version of my shop and oh, it cool. is so cool yeah yeah that's awesome and without it doesn't have without yeah, a bus stop <laughs> without a bus stop yeah, yeah. and i was like this is the coolest thing ever <laughs> yeah, yeah it's the coolest thing ever uh but it puts it out the bus stop it yeah. looks great you know uh, without the bus stop we could do a lot more parties in the back we could yeah. do a lot more yeah. big uh big events because i would be able to take over my driveway right and extend my yard so i'm just kind of waiting to see how they what they end up doing with this route this 40. Is so so i don't know if i brought this up last week i'm we're i don't you know we're working on a a, a live podcast where it's going to be um some leaders of the community and and kind of have restaurant tours uh express some of their gripes so this this is great great stuff because it it doesn't like you're you're taking it very well yeah, I was gonna um, say kudos. I really appreciate how like calm and yeah. Well, yeah, you're you not are. just like ah, um, this hurts me. It's like more like, hey man, there's solutions to this, yeah. and I'm a compassionate human being. I understand what these people are going through, and yeah, you're you're doing really I well. Appreciate that. Yeah. So thank you. Thank you. Um, real quick, uh, I had a I had Edmonds Day when I saw um uh our previous guest uh. Uh, Casey from Copper Rose, his bakery opened up. Oh in yeah, yeah. How was that? Um, it was really fucking dope because when I got there, it was completely sold out. Um, so, <laughs> so uh, congratulations, Casey. Um, and he's it's it's so um, he looks so happy because if you remember from the podcast, it took him over a year. Yeah, to open. a long time he's spending money on rent and construction, and he just looked happy. Like, and I was like, oh, did you did you get out of the hole yet? And he's like, no, but you know, it, it, you can tell he's, he's you know he's working on it. Um, and and stopped by the Molly Moons, and and they redeemed themselves. I, I mentioned on the that podcast where oh I yeah had, yeah had a rough her. experience i did here's something i didn't talk about um i remember in culinary school uh i had this uh tricky chef and it was a final and um how did and, i not know you were in culinary school <laughs> um, and because uh, i'm not a good cook um but uh but i remember i needed some fat for something and you know and it's, it's a it's, it's like a challenge kind of thing i'm looking to walk in i'm like there's no fat there's nothing i can use um he's like look he's like look look carefully and there's some cream and i was like oh whip the cream make it butter and whatever i remember last time i went to molly moon's um when i got whipped cream on it it reminded me of that butter and so, so <laughs> I, um, I uh i they it was i had a great uh great experience this time um and also went and painted some pots at glazed and amazed and then stopped by next door at our friend schubert's market to grab a crab in the bag which was delicious, but unfortunately not in a bag. It was on a plate. But I remember when I used to get it. Um, I guess I didn't ask it for it to go, but it used to be crab. It was like um, like in a brown sack. No, it's a white bag, but it'd be like um, fried um, uh, soft shells and like how oh. you know it, it's, a, it's a fucking amazing dish. Um, but yeah, great do- great job, Shu. Um, real quick plugs, um, Dave. What you got coming up? Looking for employees <laughs> that don't have COVID. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm hoping to uh, well. I'm ramping up for summer. Um, I'm ready for Buckshot to get in the next level. So I interviewed uh, for a sous chef today. Oh, um, interesting. Yeah, yeah. You know, like opening during the pandemic, you kind of take what you can get and do your best. Yeah. And now that I'm hitting another, um, uh, you know, I'm starting to think about a second location. Oh, um, yeah. And so for in order for me to move forward, I need to have the right employees yeah. at the buckshot that is yep. and um, to hold quality and portion and everything straight. Yep. And, uh, you know, this wonderful uh, clientele that I have, I had a dude come in uh, the other day for t- for takeout and he seemed like he was kind of in a hurry. And we, yeah. we talked to him. And he's like. Last year, my my uh, we had buckshot honey, and my wife had our first child. She's in labor right now. She told me to go get buckshot oh honey, and I was like, "Holy <laughs> shit, man!" So there, there's really special moments like yeah, that yeah. that that don't go unnoticed, yep. and I want to hold on. Want to preserve that, yeah. yeah so yeah. you're looking for the right person, right? Well, this is gonna be really exciting over the next couple of episodes, or not, you know, over the time to to if you do decide to open up a second location to talk about it and talk about yeah, what, ups and downs where? of fucking yeah, where? yeah. So if you have ideas um, where you want Dave to open up. Um, 
let us know. Uh, I, I am t- going out to dinner tonight with Chris Morgan, oh, cool. and uh, Buckshot Honey will be closing a half hour early on Thursday because I got reservations at Copine. Oh, yeah. I might come and crash you. Boom. <laughs> um, uh, fuck yeah, we're going to dinner with Chris tonight. We don't know yet. All right, cool. Um, Quentin, what you trying to plug? You got a couple things going on? Yeah, yeah. Well, let's see. I mean, we got we have uh, you know Shibuya is open now five days a week, which cool. is great. So uh, we're doing smaller um, events like twenty six people at a time yep. Tuesdays and Wednesdays. So kind of okay. deep listening stuff, and yep. then uh, you know the busier nights are Thursday, Friday, Saturday. So uh, I would definitely plug that. I would What's a good time to get there? Um, you know, surprisingly early, yeah. like after you knock off around like five, five thirty, yeah. six, it's great in the lounge. Yeah. Um, so I would, I would, I would say that. Um, working on my design business, which is great. Studio Q, um, playing music. Uh, just released two records with oh. a friend of mine, nice. uh, and we're working on a third. That's called Clouds of the West. Cool. Um, do you do listening parties at? At, at the the bar. Well, we don't have vinyl, so oh, I can't it, I yeah. can't play my own shit it, in it. my own oh, bar. Oh, you, you, you know? so the the things you release aren't on vinyl. Okay. Not yet. Yeah, yeah. They're uh, just they're so, just okay. they're just out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, if we sell more than you know, yeah, yeah. Ten so, records, so you can stream maybe, it though. You can stream it. All right, cool. Um, and what's going on Havana? Havana's rocking. I mean, we're going into our 18th year, so it's just like he he mentioned the muffaletta and um. I used to be. Uh, I used to work for a Creole food truck, and I think we'd do a Mardi Gras thing with you guys. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. with Vandy, with Greg Vandy. Yes, yeah, with the yeah. DJ. Yeah, one of and, the best um, nights ever. And those were my drinking days. And um, you guys were very kind to give me unlimited hurricanes. Uh, so um, <laughs> we didn't do that. Th- there's a reason why I don't drink anymore. But I, I, I like it. Yeah, that was. That well, was was I, it Muffaletta your nickname in King County Jail that <laughs> night we got arrested? <laughs> Some people still call you that. Yeah, um, Lil Muffaletta. Um, <laughs> <laughs> damn, what else? What else you got to plug? What do you? Oh, fair. Um, the any biggest, other, any the, other yeah, projects yeah, the, you're working on? Just yeah. The Shannon biggest, shop? the biggest plug I got right now is that uh, at the end of March, I'm heading down to Austin to do a pop up with Aaron Franklin at no Franklin Barbecue. Really? Shit. Yeah. He just opened up a po' boy shop and uh, um, asked if I'd come down and what you know. Spread some mean sandwich love. And then I've my 50th birthday is in May. My wife and I are going to go to Italy. Nice. I get to go to Venice for the first time in my life. I'm Ooh. pretty stoked. Okay, that's cool. But let's go back to the Franklin thing. Sure, so sure. what, what is the, um, what's the po' boy shop about? Um, you know, I'm learning a little bit. I'm actually calling Aaron when I leave here yes. to, to kind of hash out what he, what he wants to do, what he wants me to do. Um, he spent the better part of the last decade, the conversation we had when he was out here, we were out at Hama, and he was telling me he spent about a decade to talk some bakery out of New Orleans to start sending him buns. Might be. Yeah. yeah. He said the name. That sounds yeah. familiar. Yeah. Um, I don't like using Italian bread on yeah. oyster po' boys. I like French bread. I like bomb rolls, especially Ooh, from yeah, yeah, especially yeah. from Q Bakery down in. Uh, I love everything Columbus about City. you, but I think this is our rare disagreement. That's first. fair. Yeah. That's fair. I just it's too uh, it's too chewy. Have like you eaten? Flag. Have you not a spot, boy. Laura? <laughs> Say again. Have you eaten at Laura? Yeah, uh, yeah. That's, yeah. That's I like that more than Franklin's. I think. Oh, fair enough. Fair enough. I we went to Valen. Valentino's down there as well as uh, that I really liked as well. So, um, okay, so you don't know too much. Yeah, I'd love to hear more about this. Uh, po- do you know if he's doing weird stuff or he's just doing the standard? It's new. It's brand yeah, cool. new. Yeah, cool. so I'm gonna look I'll, it up. That sounds great. Let's um, get Aaron on. Let's get Aaron on the yeah, podcast. Yeah, um, it seems like you, it seems like you're a dude that might know some people that might get yeah, some yeah. cool people on this podcast. Yeah. So um, Renee's but, been doing a chef camp uh, last couple years out at uh, Hama Hama, raising money for uh, the Girl Scouts oh, cool. uh, that are out there uh, that are on the canal there because the Hamama family is heavily invested in that uh, cool. in that camp up there yeah. um and so yeah when they uh, come back into town i'll i'll let them know Fuck that yeah. they have the opportunity to jump on a podcast yeah nice cool um i just want to say uh the summer kutu schedule set i'm gonna be thursdays at queen anne farmer's market fridays at finney farmer's market saturdays at the magnolia farmer's market and sundays at fremont market forever so, forever so starting in like may i'll be working seven days a week prepping and cooking for like Six months, but that's how we pay the bills. Yeah. So, and I got some fun festivals I'm doing, like um, you know, seafood fest and stuff like that. So you can I saw on the website. But um, man, what a fucking dope episode. Uh, I guess I'll end it with this. Um, you know, I've had some negative shit happen in my life. Some people that really pissed me off, and me and David talk. I'm like, man, should I bring up this story and like fucking run their name through the mud and shit like that? And and I never do, and I always pussy out because I'm like, oh, I should, like this is the point of the podcast. And then I get to meet two fuckers like you, and um, you guys are so positive. 
I love your dedication to community. It's so important to me. Like, um, I bitch about it all the time. Like, it was so hard to get people to do stuff together. And like, like I love your fucking attude. So thank you for for being this way. Thank you for it's being an inspiration. Yes, you, you guys it. are both inspiration. Um, and last thing, I just want to say, uh, thank you for joining us on the Seattle. <laughs> Restaurant? Podcast! <laughs> See you next time, guys! <laughs>